right, welcome into another edition of the Idea Collision. My name is Andrew Green, uh, the host for these podcasts. Um, this is a new podcast where uh, we are trying to explore kind of some of the different things that happen in society, uh, be it philosophical or historical, scientific, uh, various things that we're going to go through and and look at how this affects us spiritually. Um, and, you know, I believe that spiritually, and, and this doesn't make a difference if you are, uh, you can be agnostic, you can be deeply profoundly religious from any background i think most people recognize that we are spiritual beings of some sort and 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 that that this is really ends up being the most central part the most core part of our makeup uh so so i think this is valuable depending on how you've found this podcast and what you're looking for uh specifically um i i, I hope that you give this uh, a little bit of a, a chance to um to kind of influence you and, and make you think a little bit differently. Um, so, uh, you know, our, our social interactions, our work, our entertainment, philosophy, science, discovery, all of these things interact with with our spirituality. Uh, they're all a part of our our, our makeup and a part of our the, the priorities, things that are interests. So, so we're going to start, and what I want to do today is, is set up a... It's going to be a little bit longer. I thought about trying to divide this up into two, but um, I think it would be actually be two very short segments. Um, it's going to be a little bit longer, but I think it would also we'd lose a little continuity if we do it that way. So, uh, what I want to do is go through a time period and look at kind of how we got to where we are today. Um, we all know that we're influenced by other people, and I think in. in, in in a moment in time, we, we recognize that we're influenced by the people around us. I'm, you know, coworkers and college students that we're around. Whoever, whatever age bracket you you're in, you you are influenced by those people. But we also recognize that in time, we're influenced by the people that came before us in terms of, you know, my parents or maybe teachers that I had, uh, various things that that I had. Even maybe on a national level, we are influenced by. Uh, the politics of the day, or uh, by by what we see and, and what we've ra- been raised with in, in terms of ideals. But what we're going to do today is actually go back further in time, and this might challenge you. We're going to go back further in time and and see that we are affected more deeply by by things that and and people that don't even were probably passed away before you were even born. We began last uh, session with a with a verse from Solomon. We're going to actually return to Solomon, uh, and and he he makes this statement uh, in a in a book of wisdom. Uh, we we kind of showed a went from a verse that he concluded with. We're actually going to go kind of to to one of his introductory statements, uh, and, and he said, you know, uh, uh, one generation passes away, uh, another one arises. But there's really there's nothing new under the sun, and he's what he's describing here is is as he observes humanity, we we cycle we cycle through the same things. Our technology changes, I suppose, the the specific look of it, the terminology, all that's a little bit different. But but we cycle through the same basic things, and and we do and we make some of the same basic mistakes over and over again, uh, and and this affects. What what it looks like and how we got here t- 
today. And we will add those mistakes or affect changes that have influenced other people. But I want to start in the late 1800s. Now, the reason I picked this, I could, I could pick a different generation, but we look at, I think when we look at the world um, history, 1900-ish is where we divide the old world from the modern world. Uh, you know, if you go prior to that, you're, you're still kind of in this era of uh, the horse and buggy. You know, there's not really much difference in, in someone who lives in the 1600s from from someone who lives in the mid-1800s. Their lifestyles are pretty much the same. But we get to 1900, and it is technology, and there's, there's things being introduced that we that we didn't have really before. And this generation is called, um, well, we call them maybe the World War I generation. Is They have a different nickname, which we'll get to in just a second, because it's how it develops. Well, they're born in the, the, the late 1800s, 1890s, and they grow up, and all of a sudden, some guy over in Europe is starting a big deal. This guy, this or a couple of guys, I guess, are going to be the inspiration for virtually every mafia movie ever made, and they don't even know it. This is how interconnected we are. But uh, we'll get to that in just a second. What happens is this this guy, this Kaiser, and, and all these people, there's assassinations and things, and, and, and nations start jumping in on one side to, well, this is bad, this is bad, and we've never had that happen to this extent before. I mean, there's been alliances before, but, but not to this degree. All of Europe is on one side or another, and, and eventually they drag the United States into it. Now, we were hesitant, and this thing goes on for four years, and it's a war like no other called the Great War. We know it as World War I, but at the time, there was no World War II, so there was no World War I. It's just the Great War. And it was called the War to End All Wars. We thought after this, no one would ever do this possibly again. Well, how wrong we were. And uh, so, so, so we all jump in. America jumps in in 1917. It ends in 1918. But we lose 100,000 people. That's killed. That's dead. That's not talking about the injured. You know, that there's over two hundred thousand people injured, and and that's not including the the incredible horrific things that they saw. They saw awful things. Now trench warfare. We need to understand what trench warfare is. Trench warfare is where you're in two ditches facing each other, and uh, you're a couple hundred yards apart. And you jump out of your ditch and chase them down and try to jump into their ditch and kill them. Or chase, you know, at least to to chase them out of it, and and push them back. And they're trying to do the same thing to you, and and you might, like, you probably get halfway across a lot of times, and they shoot you, and you 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 guys go, okay, let's go back and try that again. Then they jump out and do that, and this is how you conquer a country, hundred yards by hundred yards. It's really kind of stupid, <clears throat> and it's horrific. Uh, comparatively speaking. A uh, hundred thousand people in a year. When you, when you you know, uh, Vietnam is is there was a lot of reaction to Vietnam. Vietnam compared to what we saw in World War One or World War Two even is uh, Vietnam comparatively we lost fifty eight thousand people, which is bad, but we lost that over ten years. A hundred thousand in one year 
is uh, it, it makes Vietnam look like a you know <clears throat> a hall fight in a all Catholic school you know in a white neighborhood yeah it you know you, the sweaters over the shoulders and yeah you can just you can just kind of picture that that's comparatively I'm not saying Vietnam was anything you know nice I'm just saying to compare it we we can't imagine this group of people comes home there's a reason I say this this group of people comes home and randomly a lot of people you know when we go through history and it's taught in history we talk about this event and then there's this event right after like they have nothing to do with each other the next event really in American history is something called prohibition which was forbidding the sale of alcohol why did all of a sudden are we prohibiting the sale of alcohol well people said well here's here's the abandonment of children so it must be it, it, it seems like it's, it's really tied to this alcohol problem that we have. There's a major alcohol problem, and there was. But no one, because we didn't know about mental health then, no one really connected it, the two things together, World War One, or the Great War, and alcohol addiction. They were, They were medicating themselves. That's what was going on. And so... Uh, they were, uh, they came back with what we would call PTSD. They didn't know it. They they were just, you know, uh, the world thought of of war as cowboys and Indians, and and okay, the cowboys won, and now you're supposed to come home and and let's get back to normal. That that's kind of the way we thought of it, and it doesn't. It left lasting repercussions. Now the war probably needed to be fought, but that doesn't mean there's no consequences to it. And so these people couldn't cope. Now, a lot of them didn't come back. They were dead. So you have 100,000 families with no fathers. Uh, you have more families that, that are injured and, uh, and, and have, and, and then a lot, you know, up to 2 million that saw horrific things. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to communicate. They want to absorb themselves in their alcohol or other things. It wasn't just alcohol, but it was, you know, this generation comes home and all of a sudden we have the Roaring Twenties. This is where, you know, the theater, vaudeville, and various things are on the rise. Um, we have the rise of uh, the economy, uh, the Roaring Twenties, and and the economy is booming and the stock market's going crazy and there's investment and there's there's prosperity, and people are looking at all these different things as avenues for escape from the horrors as they're trying to get back to normal. But amidst this all, uh, there's, there's, you know, this lasting repercussions. Well, they have kids. They raise these kids. Uh, and so these kids that they have go from... Uh, having prosperity at the same time having maybe things aren't so ideal at home they're still raised religiously it's a very religious church going generation uh but what happens is that all of a sudden in 1929 the bottom falls out of the economy now also they're being raised in in crime oh and and with alcohol their their parents are making alcohol in their in their back room and 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 they're breaking the law and doing that thing 
and, and so so there's all these different things happening and this generation grows up and uh and all of a sudden n- this generation went through a lot probably world war 2 generation what we call the world war 2 generation went through more more than any other generation we call it the greatest generation they went through ups and downs of so much uh, they you know they live with the victory of of world war 1 they didn't probably experience it or recognize it but they knew about it and then they have the horrific things happening at their home lack of fathers or at least absent fathers they have now all of a sudden prosperity but they have crime uh the prohibition and then then they have uh, prosperity, and then the, the fall of prosperity, and then all of a sudden we're fighting another war to end all wars, and so all of a sudden they label the Great War as World War One because now we have to do it all over again in the same stupid country. Well, they come home, prohibition's over, that didn't work out good, so they can drink, um, and and they come back, and infidelity is on the rise. Now we had a group of people that suffered. But this this is takes it to a new level because now in World War II we we lose four hundred thousand dead and there's six hundred thousand injured and and massive amounts of horrific things seen because the the war machine has it's maybe not up close and personal like it was in World War One but but the but the machinery is worse and and it's very traumatizing. And so we have another generation uh, that's going to be raised. Now, I want to pause there for a second because there's another thing that's happening. There's another generation that doesn't get talked a lot about. They're the group of people. They're, they're like the the greatest generation's younger siblings. They were too young to go to war. They're raised in the same homes. They'll experience the home trauma. But they were a little bit older um, than than the the baby the uh or the, than the um the baby boomers sometimes they're grouped with baby boomers uh and sometimes they're grouped with the world war 2 generation the greatest generation but they're really neither and and so for that reason we they call them the silent generation it's a short group in, ter- in terms of times it's a, it's a short generation it's not really a a full 20 generation or 15 year generation it's it's really shorter than that this group of people they don't remember the prosperity of the 20s. They just remember the Depression. This group of people, uh, they actually their marriages will probably be better than their older siblings um, because they're, they didn't suffer the, as much of the trauma as their, their older siblings did. Uh, they won't come home from war with PTSD themselves. And they they were raised without this feeling of great downfall. Just kind of lack of financial prosperity has been their life. So they grow up actually fairly fairly um, fiscally responsible, right? If you have if you know someone in this generation, they might be your grandparents, uh, you know, born in the born maybe late twenties, mid thirties, somewhere in there, you know, they probably save yogurt containers or or things like that. They save stuff. They they they're very aware of 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 making sure they have stuff. Um, they don't want to run out of stuff, um, almost to a you know to a fault. And we wonder why are they like that? That's this generation. It's not the the. It's not the greatest generation that does that. They they weren't like that. They had prosperity. 
and then had it taken away. But this group of people, this group of people didn't have it. So, uh, so they're, they're, they tend to be more fiscally responsible. Uh, their, as I say, their marriages are better. They were very religious. They're, they're rebellion. I mean, they, they had a little rebellion. I mean, Elvis was their rebellion, you know, uh, and, and they are the ones that begin maybe the, the civil rights movement. Um, so, so maybe some good rebellion. Well, as I say, they're, they're a transition. For the most part, we think of it going from the greatest generation to the baby boomers, baby, baby boomers being born after World War One, And it, the baby boomers are a huge generation time-wise. They're classified, but it has to do with how they're classified because there's a small group of people that are sandwiched into this generation that don't actually belong there. And those are the children of the silent generation. Those are different. Those are different children. They'll, they'll think differently and act differently than most baby boomers. Well, let's talk about the baby boomers. Now, uh, we have with the greatest generation, that World War II group that comes home, we have an increase now in divorce. We have an increase in single-parent homes because, and, and so we have step, a lot more step-parent homes because of, you know, maybe infidelity that happened or uh, maybe it's due to, you know, just not being able to cope in a, in a real world, like we said, the PTSD. So the baby boomers grow up. Now, they're still trying, that, that older generation is still trying to maintain the religious home, but the boomers, they see the hypocrisy of that. They see the, oh, you're so religious, but you're abusive. Uh, and and uh, we, we see all the problems. And, and so they connect the religion with with all of the other things they they connect oh you're you're very politically this way we're going to reject your politics you're um religious we're rejecting your religion uh we're going to reject all of your rules as well we don't like your rules we don't uh we don't want we're protesting this war even though vietnam is not near what what world war 2 is or what World War One is the fact is that it was a war, it was awful, and so they rejected. We're done with war. They're the war protesters, and we're done with your family order. You guys didn't know how to do a family. You screwed up family. We felt that, so we're done with family, and that's your that's your society. That's your culture. We want a different family style. So what we're going to do is we're going to go out and have the fun, uh, the physical fun of family, but we want none of the responsibility. And so sex, drugs, rock and roll, or, or tune in, turn on, drop out, becomes their motto. Uh, and, and this generation really is where we see the rise of the single mother, right? Because marriage is disposable. In fact, marriage is so disposable. <laughs> uh, ironically enough, Ronald Reagan was the one, uh, because he sees abusive Homes, he sees abusive uh, situations in the 60s. Uh, he decided that, well, we should, we should have a way for women to get out of these marriages where, where there's abuse. Of, yes, I agree with that. Uh, but he signed a law in California when he was governor. It was no-fault divorce. It's, it's the greatest assault on 
on marriage in in the history of the United States. It's not ever credited with him. Uh, it was soon uh, copied by every state, and and the 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 divorce rate skyrockets, and that's that's a '60s thing. And so divorce rate skyrockets. That will have other long-lasting effects, which uh, also, ironically, uh, Reagan will have to deal with as a president in the '80s. Uh, but let's let's back up for just a for just a little bit because because this baby boomer generation, as we said, is a, is a it's a big generation. But but there's a group of it that's not really uh, doesn't really belong there, and that's the children of the silent generation that are sandwiched in here. They, we don't know where to put them. They are different uh, because they were raised more likely in well-adjusted homes, uh, or at least better-adjusted homes. And so they—they're in college. They—they they didn't tune in, turn on, drop out. They're—they're they're into education. They're—they're the—the—the—the the, the later boomers. Uh, really, almost sometimes they're considered Gen X. Or what, what, people, where does this end? Is this overlap? And and, and this group of people—they they don't really. The, okay, you had good music, baby boomers, but uh, we'll take your baby, we'll take your baby boomer music, uh, but but we don't really want the other stuff. They don't identify at all. Well, it gets hard to kind of figure out this, you know, dual uh, generational thing happening. So we're gonna, not really going to try to sort that all out. Like, where is it today? But uh, we get then to to Gen X. And and that's my generation. My my son came home from college, uh, and he called me a boomer. I was born in seventy two. I, I you know the world World War Two ended in nineteen forty six. So uh, please don't 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 tell me that I'm a boomer. But you know, that's kids. I know what he meant. I'm old. So uh, so so Gen X uh, is in a weird way they're an intensified boomer generation, uh, and and. It, because it we and we take both we take both sides of this boomer generation the, the the part that really is and the part that doesn't we were very interested in financial prosperity growing up but we were also interested in all the recreational nonsense uh going on that that looked fun from our our parents generation uh and and so the the drugs becomes designer drugs in the eighties. There's there's cocaine and, and and various things and um and it it becomes, you know, synthetic drugs and all, all this is where that starts. Um the focus on pleasure. Uh and it also the family is being affected. This is the this is the we are the people raised the the kids raised in those divorce homes Starting in 1969, uh, and and so those kids are coming of mature teen years or adult years in the mid 80s, and it's 86 when the crime spikes. That's when it spikes. Uh, there's all this massive problems that that we're dealing with as a society. Why? Because we were raised without parents, and 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 what did we do? As we say, in, in some cases, we rebelled against the the baby boomers and and we were more fiscally responsible maybe and and we were interested in investments and there's yuppies and there's malls and there's there's that but we also said well we're going to go we're going to one up the baby boomers and we're going to um focus on 
the fun. We, we're the microwave popcorn generation. Uh, we want things instantly, even more instantly than than the baby boomers wanted it. So Gen Xers uh, now introduce a new family dysfunction, and that is the teen mother. Now, for the first time, high schools have daycares. We're not even waiting to to be irresponsible as adults. We're going to be irresponsible as kids. Uh, and and so now you have kids raising kids or grandkids. Uh, being raised by grandparents in in some situations, which brings us uh, really to the millennials. Millennials, we don't know where to fit them. They're probably most of them are not really. People say, well, they're they're children of the baby boomers, or are they children of Gen X? Well, they're probably a lot of them are raised by again, if they're teen kid, if they were if their parents were teens, then they were Gen X parents. Um, but they they are also likely born to this group of people that were you know not true baby boomers their their grandparents are the silent generation probably more likely than than world the the greatest generation but millennials they're they're children of the internet um they're uh you know they they come of age say as 911 happens their world is getting dangerous um they're they're being more aware of that stuff because social media uh, uh and they're going to rebel against the family order but in a different way than ever before now to them marriage is completely optional that there's no need for marriage i mean you'll you'll get somebody you're going to get married eh, no we have seven kids but no they don't actually have seven kids in fact they don't have kids that's their rebellion millennials don't have kids if they do have kids, it's one, maybe two, and they wait until their 30s because their careers are so important and their education is so important. Uh, and so they're raising kids, a few of them, and and they may get married later. But they do, the ones that are getting married are at least staying together longer. Uh, and the divorce rate is dropping. So, so in a way, there's 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 positives associated with it, and we'll see how their kids, because their kids are, you know, ten and younger right now. They're what we would call Gen Alpha, which we have no idea what the trends are going to be. The last generation we're going to look at is uh, Gen Z. And these are the kids born, really, uh, almost exclusively to Gen X, uh, my generation, uh, and and true Gen X, not that older group, but. Uh, these are kids born with a computer chip. Um, I, I think Gen Z is going to be a small transitional generation, much like um, much like the uh, uh, the silent generation. Uh, they have some trends, but they're 26 now. But they're uh, I, I think we'll end up looking at Gen Z being like a eight to 12-year generation, a, a small transition between the millennials and the, the alphas. But they are more likely to be um, to, to suffer with uh, emotional and, and mental disorders. And it's not because it's their fault. It's because they've had information thrown. They're, they're, um, they're raised with not just social media, but instantaneous social media. 
it, it's it's on their hip pocket. It's it's in their cell phones. It's it's all day. It's they they don't get away from it. They're they're sensory overload. They don't know life, you know, without a smartphone. Uh, and, and so, so much of their life is framed by their peers from a young age. It's very important to them what everybody thinks about them because this is the world they were raised. There's they've never been shielded from it by their parents. There's just constant input from peers and and you know how that that works at school you know when i was a kid okay so someone said something awful to you but then you were home and you were around people that pretty much cared about you so so you were shielded from that but they aren't there's also sensory overload from the constant video games and and at at, at your fingertips and, and not being able to to put the thing down i mean you're in your car and there's someone texting somebody because it's constant so they so they're having all these different disorders. Well, <clears throat> they're also medicating. They're medicating with uh with drugs that they're getting, you know, opioids and things that like that that they're getting from from doctors to cope with problems. And so it's becoming an addiction of a different type. Whereas we were into entertainment entertainment drugs in the in the 80s uh in the 70s. Well, here's the point. I don't say this just to to give a bleak outlook on life. Um, but I want us to see that, you know, we are intrinsically connected and, and so much more than we can possibly think of, you know, um, this, uh, the ideals that are instilled in us are, are things that, you know, that have happened to us, but they're also things that, um, that we've learned from people who reacted to things that happened to them, you know, and, and I am going to impact people you know, based on uh, what I do, we're we're dealing with a generation now. This young Gen Z, they're dealing with things. They they're questioning everything. They they have no frame of reference because they've been raised in in completely absent parenting situations by by Gen Xers. They have with you know kids raising kids. They have no formation of of. They didn't know how to raise kids or I should say we, as as a generation in, in many cases. So they're questioning their very identity, things things as, as foundational as what gender you are are things that they don't they don't feel secure in. Well why is it? You know, that that's never there's no generation that's ever dealt with that before. So it's it's not biological. It's because of the way that they've been raised. It's because of the ideals that have been put in them or not put in them. Uh, by their parents, which was an influence of of their parents, and and so on and so forth, uh, and, and so it's important for us not not just to know where we come from, but to know where we're going. To know, uh, you know, I've still got kids at home. How am I going to input into them what they need to go out and be productive, and and to not deal with all these things, you know, limits on their technology what whatever it is or uh, shielding them from from the constant negativity and, and criticisms and judgments that they get from peer groups that there needs to be a limit on that uh and you know the 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 statement uh there's a statement another bible statement john who is Jesus' cousin, comes and preaches, and it says that his purpose, he had a purpose, which was, well, multiple purposes, but one of them was to to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children. 
uh, and the hearts of the children back to the fathers. And it's interesting. He doesn't say, you know, turn the hearts of the mothers back to the children. He didn't have to do that. Mothers are always saddled with raising their kids. And I'm not saying that every mother is a perfect mother. But when we look at our society, we see a society much like that society 2,000 years ago. It's, it's nothing new under the sun, as we said. It, it's just it, it cycles differently, looks different, but it's still the same thing. We see that fathers absent from a society damage the society, and that's what's going on right now. Um, and, and so it's up to us to, to, try to, to try to reverse that trend as, as men, especially if you're watching this. But, uh, and, and some people was like, well, I'm not in a situation where I can affect this. Listen, I was raised by a single mom. Um, you know, I, I did fortunately have a church where, where men stepped in and, and taught me kind of what it meant to be a man because I didn't have a father to do that. Uh, we can always do things as a as a society, uh, as as and especially as men in this society. If if you're watching, or listening, um, and and so that's that's kind of where I wanted to try to rebel against the negative negative aspects of society and and do something positive. Um, if you are listening or watching this, uh, however you get this, um, if if you find this intriguing at all. If there's more that you would like to to learn, I, I, then subscribe to the podcast. Um, maybe go back and look at uh, the the first podcast that we did. It kind of sets up the scene. Uh, and and if you are if you're listening to this on the audio, a lot of the links that that I'll give you are are listed there. There's sometimes spellings or things like that. Uh, but you go to the Waukesha Church of Christ uh, YouTube channel and 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 any of the videos that we post there will be uh, the uh the links for uh for what I'm going to uh what I kind of broadcast or or try to advertise so um if you do struggle with some of these types or you have a child or you have a a younger brother or, or you personally if you struggle with emotional um health um I'm always available to talk. I'm not a licensed professional, but but I'll do what I can, and I certainly am available to listen and, and try to point. Uh, I I do uh, volunteer at a thing called Healing Hearts, which is a grief support ministry. Uh, we deal with a lot of these types of things, um, and and there's probably if you're not in the area, there's uh, probably one much like it uh, in in your area. Um, but but dealing with kids who are being raised by grandparents or dealing with kids who have lost a parent and and are going through some of this stuff uh, I encourage you to uh, to to check that out and share this link uh, the links to this if if you kind of know somebody that that could use some help or maybe uh, would like to to listen to something on their own um, instead of some of the the, the drivel that that's out there um, I've tried to give something meaningful to people throughout the day. So uh, thank you for listening. Um, I, I, I hope you go out and, and kind of have a different day and have a different outlook on, on your life, knowing kind of where you come from in, in, in terms of history and in terms of uh, the people that have influenced you, but but also go out there with a determination to to try to be a positive influence in the people around you. So,